How's it going? It's going good. Hello, gents. Hello. Well, hello, Rob. How's it going? It is going. How are you? Great. Yeah, fine. Good. Excited. Yeah, same here. <laughs> so, what, what's the weather like for you guys? Oh, it's nice now. It's quite spring-like, actually, today. Went for a big walk. Oh, nice. uh, it's not too bad. So, yeah, what about you? We're in what we call uh, the fake spring time, where we have like a, a couple of days of spring weather, and then we go back to like, uh, let's see, it was like 10 degrees Fahrenheit with the wind here, so that's yeah. like negative something Celsius. <laughs> So, yeah, I think we tend to it tends to get cold. You know, we have some a few years ago we had like snow around Easter, which was really weird. Mm, mm-hmm. so like have like a, a school like a snow day, like a few literally a, f- a few days before it was Easter. So that was strange. But uh, yeah, at the minute anyway, it's nice. It's uh, not quite nice weather. That's good to hear. And so let's see here. Going to bring up manticgames.com. Ooh. To look at all of the awesome pictures. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe I should bring them up to remind myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll forget something, I'm sure. That that's that's how it goes, though, right? And yeah, then, yeah. Like, you know, there's so many times where I'm I'm talking with Rick. I I take notes during the show to remind myself <laughs> of what we talked about because I won't remember when I go to edit the episode and like, what did we even, even put in there? And, uh, and so it definitely helps to, uh, keep notes, but I, I typically never have them in front of me at the start of no. recording. And we learned that by keeping them in front of him at the, in the episode, Rick will read them thinking that for that episode. No. Yeah, it'll have like the the previous episode sh- show notes are down below, and I just have like my bullet points. <laughs> and so, like last episode, Rick was reading off the previously uh, on. <laughs> well, it's good to it's good to go over old content just in case. Yeah, just just in sure. case. Yeah. For for all those listeners that missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you guys won't want to miss it. this episode of Dead Zone the podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Rick. And with us I'm today Rob. is oh, Rob. Sorry, I, I, Aha! Aha! Welcome to the Dead Zone Podcast. Dead Zone is the sci-fi table top. See, see, we never the rehearse anything. We just do it live. Yep. Speaking of, Rick has uh, so many followers on our Dead Zone podcast TikTok, we can now do live broadcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it all the dances he's doing? Oh, yeah, definitely the dances. 
we yeah. need we need him to do more of that like while painting minis or something like that or like here's how you shake up null oil <laughs> so is not gonna happen <laughs> so exciting news so we have rob obviously from mantic on and we're talking about firefight second edition yeah i thought this was dead zone the podcast it is is See, it dead zone i'm firefight the podcast now yeah it's it's a little bit oh. of of everything now from the path the inverse the name will get too long you won't be able to fit it on the podcast uh, apps it, it yes yeah. uh you know we we with our updated logo we even include like that we talk about dreadball and star saga and everything like that so so we, we run the game yeah oh yeah all all the games so but but obviously the latest and greatest news is that firefight firefight 2.0 is is coming out here uh, yeah. in the very near future yeah, I'll tell you what, before we start, Brian, yeah. can you like um can you mute the audio and I'm gonna tell Rich something. So and then uh we will chat to you. We'll say when we can come back on. So I'm gonna tell Rich a secret of what happens if something happens during this podcast. Okay, I, I will so, I will take out my audio. earbuds and you guys you just message me. Okay, there we go. All right. So let let's assume he's gone now, Rich. So okay. I don't know if you I listen to a podcast called Off Menu. Uh, which is okay. where they talk about food. And if someone says a secret ingredient, then they get kicked out of the restaurant. Now, this is slightly different. If uh, <laughs> Brian asks when Rebs are going to come into the Firefight uh, second edition, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll, have to, I'll have to boot him out, I'm afraid. So uh, <laughs> just so you know, as soon as he says that, if, if he says, Woo go Rebs and asks when they're coming on, that's it. He's out. Okay. All right, so he, he, he can come back on now. He, he'll be kicked off the podcast. There you go. So that's uh, and that's for listeners at home uh, to see if, how long it takes, Brian. We can have a sweepstakes as well. I mean, we've been going for what five minutes now, so I'd say maybe eighteen minutes, something like that. Okay, right. I'll tell you if you come I, back on. I don't even give it that. I give it like ten more minutes. Okay, here we go, okay. Brian. Uh, I'm, there I'm you go. Thanks, Brian. Uh, yep. I, Hopefully you didn't hear that. I, Welcome back. Brian. I did not hear anything. <laughs> like okay. I said, I have my headphones out. But uh, cool. So we're we're talking about Firefight 2.0, and yep. which is which is the next scale up for uh, Warpath uh, Universe. So if you've played Dead Zone um, and you haven't haven't quite touched Warpath yet, Firefight is that nice middle ground in between. Yeah. So I mean, I guess it starts. You know, it starts sort of like micro, sort of small with Star Saga, moves up to Dead Zone. Then Firefight, which is sort of the squad-based, sort of around, let's say, 50 models, but vehicles. And then you've got Warpath, which is the sort of huge table-filling, multiple vehicles, hundreds of troops. I guess that's more like the sort of Kings of War, I'd guess, uh, sort of game. So, yeah, Firefight fits quite nicely into that uh, into that kind of area of about 50, 60 models, something like that. Mm-hmm. With vehicles. The, so, so, like, got to say, like, the Mantic vehicles have always been so like amazing in their design like I, i've always loved like the forge father tanks and everything like that they they have such a unique visual uh, uh you know component as and and like the weapons and everything obviously look awesome too the mule is also really cool all the the flyers that, that we've got to work with uh, so it's it's really exciting to be able to put those on the table now 
as more than just scenery. <laughs> yeah, and exactly, yeah. and that's kind of uh, you sort of hit the nail on the head there, really, about why we're sort of doing Firefight Second Edition. I think um, we really want, we know, we're, we know a lot of people have got a lot of kind of sci-fi miniatures out there from, from Mantic. You know, you've got the vehicles. Obviously, there was a Kickstarter a few years ago, hmm. um, and a lot of people ended up with a lot of stuff. But um, I, I think it's fair to say that kind of Warpath and, and Firefight First Edition, to some extent, didn't quite have the impact when they came out. You know, unlike Dead Zone, which kind of hit the ground running, I think Warpath and Firefight, there'd been some delays on the Kickstarter and all that kind of stuff. So sure. although you had some amazing models, you know, and I think our sci-fi range is, is top-notch, the games weren't getting picked up by people and weren't being played. So, you know, a while back, you know, I think I'd been talking to Andy Sharp, uh, obviously RC of the, uh, the Dead Zone RC, and mm-hmm. we'd been saying it was such a shame that you've got all these awesome vehicles, and we were saying, well, they're probably, they are too big, really, for, for Dead Zone. There's no way you can get an interceptor into a cube. Um, <laughs> so... So that, that, that kind of attitude. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you if you if you cut enough bits of anything, you can probably get them into a cube. But um, so that's kind of how it started, really. That uh, me and Andy were talking about it. You know, we wanted to sort of scale up Dead Zone, I think, and we obviously looked at multi mat scenarios and all that kind of stuff, which went in second edition. Um, yeah. And then Andy brought Dead Zone XL to one of our Mantic Open Days a few years ago. He was kind of tucked off in a room by himself. And uh, it was packed all day, actually. Everyone was kind of in there. And it looked really great. You know, he'd got a really good setup with all the scenery and and things like that. Um, And the interceptors and the tanks. And all of a sudden, you start thinking, wow, this game looks good. Maybe we should do something with it. And that's sort of where it started, really. Hmm. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) <laughs> I see what you did. That's good. Right? <laughs> yes, this is what this is the kind of entertainment you come for on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and actually, we t- we talked for a while of just of, of just literally having Dead Zone XL, and it was kind of yeah. in sort of the early days. That's what it was called, and um, it it was going to be sort of like an upgrade to Dead Zone. But then, you know, we started talking more about third edition, and in the end, we thought it might be a bit confusing to have you know, Dead Zone XL and then Firefight. So um, in the end, we thought, well, actually, this is probably a good chance to really sort of um, update Firefight and and kind of really do a new second edition with new rules and all sorts. Absolutely. And, and quite a few changes to what Firefight first edition was. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. And I think that's, that's because the sort of... Um, we really really wanted to make it easier for people to make that jump from Dead Zone up to Firefight. Because uh, Dead Zone, third edition did really well. Obviously, second edition did really well. Third edition is, is gearing up to do even better at the minute. We know we're seeing a lot of... Yeah, we're seeing a lot of new players, uh, which is fantastic. You know, the Dead Zone Fanatics group is always really busy with people starting their factions, their strike teams. Mm-hmm. And we're sort of getting interest as well from uh, um, Tycho from Penny Arcade, for those who know. He's just picked it up and was looking at it recently. So we're starting to see a lot of eyes on, on Dead Zone. So we we really wanted to kind of... Because obviously you get a lot of really nice models. You're probably going to start looking yeah. at the sci-fi stuff and thinking, oh, I wish I could have more. So Always. Have, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that suits us. You know, if yeah. you want more models, we're happy <laughs> to supply them. Um, and I think 
one of the things with Dead Zone, sorry, with Firefight First Edition, was that the rules were sort of warpath down, you know, rather than Dead Zone yeah. up, mm. which was a bit confusing because you you sort of would start playing Dead Zone, and then you'd go to Firefight, but often a lot of the kind of characters and the models, the units didn't behave in the same way. They didn't have the same rules. And it's a bit like, okay, this is a bit odd. This is a bit weird. Um, so instead for this one, obviously, because Andy is so closely involved with Dead Zone, is it was always yep. a case of, okay, this is Dead Zone up. You know, let's take the rules, some of the rules that people are familiar with, you know, blaze away, you know, those sort of things, and then kind of budge them up into, into Firefight. And I think, you know, we've done a really good job of making it similar enough but without making it completely the same. Gotcha. That, that's that's so, exciting, and and like like you're saying, like the going from Dead Zone uh, on up into into Firefight, and then on onward to Warpath, like that that progression, I think, will work really well for 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 those players, kind of making that that next step up. You know, not only just from the number of models people might have to actually feel the force. Um, but like you're saying, uh, mechanically, like how the game plays and feels, uh, I think is, it, it can be a pretty big jump. Like if you play Kings of War, it's very different than playing Dead Zone, right? Yes. And, and, yeah. um, if you're, if you're coming from one, it can be a, a bit of a, an adjustment to really kind of become familiar with another one. So I, I'm, I'm really stoked for, for Firefight. Yeah. And I think a big thing was, um, we, we knew we couldn't really do the, the grid movement because the grid movement is what makes Dead Zone so quick. I mean, you know, that is, yeah. <laughs> and that's what, you know, that's why everyone loves Dead Zone, I think. Well, part of the reason why everyone loves, De- loves Dead Zone because it is so easy to play. Mm. And so that that was a big thing always in the early sort of stages. We were like, right, okay, well, how can we recreate that sort of thing on the tabletop without grids? So I think Andy's done a really clever thing with uh, the way that movement works um and the way that sort of ranges and all that sort of works is it's it's just so each squad has a nominated leader and what you do is you okay. take all your measurements and stuff from that leader so if they can move six inches you move the leader six inches and then you just sort of grab everything else and shove it forwards <laughs> so that makes oh, it a, simple yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly and that's what it was all that kind of stuff is about okay we can't use grids, but how can we recreate that sort of thing? And and most, nearly everything moves six inches or twelve inches. So again, that's very simple. You're like, okay, I know it moves six. We had we had a few kind of quirks in the rules where we, you know, some people had special rules and, and movement got changed a little bit. But yeah, generally six twelve is what you're moving. So again, that just makes it really nice and quick. And then when you're shooting, just, oh sorry, go on, Rich. Oh, and I was just saying, just that's a really nice progression from the cube because most models move one to two cubes yeah so you're going from six to 12 which is almost the exact same thing yeah yeah and it's and again it's just about making sort of dead zone players feel comfortable we're like okay i sort of feel familiar with this uh and then they can scale up and start you know blasting away with with squads of you know five or ten models uh, rather than that being their entire strike team i guess that's the way to imagine it it's like your strike team is now a squad in some ways yeah. <laughs> so, so with the like, can you talk a little bit about how vehicles play? 
Yeah, so vehicles, um, you know, you can use them as sort of standard shooty, kind of running them in, uh, actually use them as combat, but you can also use them as transports as well. So what you'll often find is the transport version is a troop. So that was a, sort of another thing we, we were talking about earlier on is we want people to be able to use these vehicles. So rather than always kind of unlocking them, you know, you've got to have so many troops and so many support specialists to open to unlock them. Instead, now it's actually you can actually use a lot of them as troops um, and that's so they can carry more of you guys into combat so you can get them onto the table a bit easier. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, you sort of want the vehicles to be the centerpiece of your your army as well. You know, you want mm. them to be on the tabletop. And this kind of means you can run, you know, one or two of them. And that was a that was a sort of a real balance act, I think, for for Andy when he was doing it is to is to make them kind of not too overpowered so they're super expensive but then also not making them too underpowered so they just get you know you spend quite a bit of points on them and get them and get and them killed. yeah <laughs> so um yeah vehicles sort of have got kind of quite a good lot of utility as if you want to use them as like full-on combat or you can use them as transports as well which is quite nice i think that's you know it gives you options when you're list building about what you want to do with them for sure Very okay cool. and so the biggest thing I'm excited about for Firefight is the Marauders. The Marauders <laughs> yes. are getting their plastic this is, models. This is correct. This is, so this cool. is the correct response, Rich. <laughs> I mean, it's missing some goblins, but I'll give you that. Well, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's great that we can sort of, you know, the good thing about a new game launch is there's an opportunity to do new stuff. And we knew that we always wanted to do something new. I mean, Dead Zone was an interesting one because obviously we, rather than having a new sort of faction, we had a few new models and then also we had new bits of scenery because I think yeah. we sort of looked at Dead Zone and went, okay, you've got 10 very varied factions. You probably don't need another one yet, you know, because we want people to be getting to grips with these 10 before they sort of, you know, move on to anything else. So instead for that okay. one, we thought, well, the way to change up Dead Zone was to kind of change the setting. So to make it more like this cyberpunk, more sci-fi, that kind of gritty sort of, urban environments and kind of mm -hmm. that's why we thought well actually it sounds a bit odd but we'll, we'll actually change up the game by offering that kind of extra sprue of, of terrain and i think that you know that's been great because looking at some of the tables now that people are doing so they're totally, cool <laughs> yeah they're, and they're totally different to what they were doing in second edition because that was very military you know it's like block 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 but now people are like really running with this idea of oh wait a minute you know dead zones aren't always you know, three years after the planet has been shut down, sometimes the dead yeah. zone is literally that minute. You know, like That's you've got the right. you've got the story in the book about Magnetar City getting shut down. Well, the dead zone's declared, and then it's like, well, what do you do? You know, how do you survive in those dead zones? So, for that one, yeah, we had the scenery. But I think always when we were talking about firefight, we were reviewing the kind of models that are out there and what we've got and. We have got a lot of hard plastics. It's interesting, actually. We, I mean, I don't. Obviously, we we haven't got more hard plastics than than Kings of War, but we have got more complete armies in terms of plastics. You know, there's a, mm. there's because there's the most available. You know, enforcers have got peacekeeper. They've got three hard plastics, and then you've got the well, actually four because you've got the jet bikes and oh, then the yeah. obviously the interceptors. So you've got five actually. So that's really you know that's really fantastic to have all that at your disposable at your disposal. So. When we were talking about what um, army we wanted to do, and we did talk about, you know, 
Nameless or Zor, you know, should we bring those in? <laughs> we thought, well, actually, the Marauders had kind of got a bit short shrift, I think, in Firefight First Edition because they were just sort of auxiliaries for the GCPS, mm-hmm. and that felt a bit, yeah. that felt a bit, you know, they they weren't really getting their chance to shine. So we said, okay, well, look, you know, this this is a really good opportunity to do hard plastic orcs. We know they'll be popular because they're always, you know, they're getting asked for a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So we thought uh, this is a really good opportunity to see them. Put them in the two-player set as well to recreate the sort of Mandrake Rebellion um, Mm -hmm. and put them alongside the Enforcers and kind of add to the lore as well with a bit. So, yeah, I think the Enforcers are really good. And, you know, uh, Dave uh, and Dave, who's our, like, he manages our sculpting in the studio. And then you've got Luigi, who sculpts them. I've done a really good job of giving them a lot of character. You know, they're not just the sort of slack-jawed, sci-fi orcs that you know you might see a lot of the time you know these are meant to be cunning tacticians who are often hired as mercenaries know what they're doing um so they're not sort of just running into battle shooting and screaming they're actually you know pretty adept at what they do and i think you can tell that from some of their faces and stuff like that yeah the 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 mantic uh, yeah the mantic orc line has has always been really stellar from from a uh, like story narrative standpoint of of them being these hyper intelligent uh, combatants, um, while, while even kind of within the world they're kind of seen as barbarians, uh, which which they you know use to their advantage. And then the models yeah. are also really fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you've got some really great models in there. The stump bot, you know, that, that mm, is probably yeah. one of my favorites because it's so chunky. You know, although actually, well. Oh, I don't know. The 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 artificer juggernaut might have just overtaken it, actually, but um, <laughs> I still really like that model. And, and for me, that's you know that's what they're all about. You know, that's probably the older version of what the you know what the Strider would be. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. they've kind of got this old tech that they kind of yeah they bodge it together a bit. But um, yeah, so when we were looking at vehicles for them as well, we thought, well, actually, you know, they probably will be using old mules, old hornets. They probably don't need their own vehicle, so to speak. Although there is a upgrade for the for the mule, so uh, that was really good actually to look through. And then we could look at the rest of the range. And I did manage to get the goblins in rich with the weapons team, so I was quite pleased with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good start. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could, there was one point when I was really excited because we were talking about a a shared sprue. So it'd be five orcs and five goblins, and I was like, "Yes, this is going to be." Cool. <laughs> but um, I, I think in the end we realised that was probably slightly mad, so we uh, went for the ten orcs. It's not mad at all. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, oh, well. if Firefight does well, you know, we'll we'll need more hard plastics. So I think I'll be pushing for for sci-fi goblins. And we can <laughs> introduce them as a sub faction in Denzo. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd love that. I mean, you've got the grunt bots. You've got the stump bot, you know, you've got all those now that will uh, would be able to kind of make a goblin only faction with the weapons team as well. So, yeah, I, I've been more than Play it in that. I'm sure <laughs> Andy's kind of having a heart attack now when I'm talking about that, thinking of goblins. Hey there, I'm Brian. And I'm Rick. This is Blaine. You are listening to Dead Zone, the podcast. 
Keep listening for more excellent material from these two amazing men. Blaine out. So speaking speaking of factions, um, I know we have what is it? Is it six to start with firefight? Se- uh, seven, I think. Seven. Let me hang on. Let me check. You've got Asterians and Forces, Forefathers, GCPS, Marauders, seven, yep. Plague, Vehement. So seven. Seven. It's... I mean that's great. I mean that's mm-hmm. yeah, considering that's this a really is a good start. Yeah, because for a lot of people, the thing is. They'll have never seen Firefight First Edition. You know, Firefight Second Edition for them is a totally new game mm-hmm. uh, because we're, you know, we are pushing it, you know, very heavily. You know, we've had, we've got obviously this whole month of blogs and videos and stuff that's coming up. So a lot of people will be like, oh wow, this is a new game I've never heard of. So to launch with seven factions right off the bat with a lot, you know, with mostly hard plastics for everything, is great. You know, yeah. it's, it's not often we're in that sort of position for for a new game. So, um, yeah, we're pretty excited, actually, you know, to go out with seven. And then, you know, obviously, if it does well, we can look at extending that and doing different ones as well. So another one uh, has been playtested already. Um, so, but we, you know, we wanted to hold on to that one and possibly do that one next year. Is that one that you can't speak the name of? Or is it because uh, the council has forbidden you from saying their name out loud? Uh, it is is neither of those. Ooh. <laughs> some some fun stuff coming in the, the horizon. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, th- th- there's a great opportunity with Firefight. Yeah, mm. I think, um, t- you know, I'd, I'd actually never, I'd never played um, any sort of large, larger scale sci-fi game. This sort of, you know, like the kind of 40 to 50 models sort of mark with vehicles and stuff. You know, Dead Zone for me was where it was at and that's where I'd stayed. So I've mm-hmm. never kind of played any of the you know the competitions games. Um, so I think for me it was like a real sort of uh, it was a real uh, kind of moment of awakening when I'd paint, I was painting my forge, when I was painting my enforcers. And obviously I've played a lot of Kings of War. I paint a lot of goblins. So mm-hmm. you know for mm-hmm. Kings of War, you paint a horde of forty goblins, right. and that is and that is one unit. That is one unit worth. 125 points so in a 2300 point game <laughs> you're talking three or four so that's 120 models so for me it was an absolute revelation to paint up 40 hard plastic you know, enforcers with different weapon options and think oh my god that you know i've sort of done my infantry here um mm-hmm. and i think that's what's great you know that's why we're really excited about move, making that move from dead zone because it's not a daunting task you know for dead zone you might have you know already 20 models painted up and yeah some of them might be leaders and all that kind of stuff but um but you need those (laughs) yeah it's so easy and obviously they're all compatible they can make the move straight into into firefight and i think that's really exciting or or, you know what you might see is people pick up firefight and then they're like oh my god you know i've got enough to field five strike teams here let's go so i think having them cross compatible and having the rules kind of so closely sort of linked and you know, different concepts in there will be really good. And I think hopefully it'll, it'll help both games to grow. Absolutely. It's, it's starting to seem like it, even with uh, the first announcement of Firefight second edition going up on pre-order, uh, the social media, the, the Facebook groups, uh, there's been a huge uptick on the Firefight page. Uh, yeah, definitely. I noticed yeah. it's popping up. <laughs> 
yeah we're, we're definitely seeing that you know generally and what what we're starting to see is people who have been dormant for a while you know probably did back the kickstarter and and haven't done anything with their models since you're starting to see them now coming out and painting their 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 armies or saying oh wow i've just worked out i've got you know probably 500 points worth of enforcers or something like that so i think um that's really really positive but because ultimately all we need is an excuse to kind of get some models on the tabletop and you know there's nothing better with an excuse than a new edition because (laughs) you're like okay great you know if you've already got the models you can just buy the you know the rule books you might need the command dice as well as it's it's probably worth talking about the command dice in a minute Mm -hmm. as well but um yeah so you can you can go for something like that veterans bundle we've got on the website, which gives you the D8s, the command dice, and the books, and and you're ready to go because you you've probably got the terrain. You know, it's like, it might be terrain from Dead Zone or it might be other sci-fi terrain you've got kicking around. Um, so actually, the the buy-in is is actually remarkably low if you if you've already got the models. It's forty pounds and you you're ready to go. You're ready to get playing. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like you said, um, if you want to talk a little bit about the the kind of command dice and, and firefight, they do work a little different than in Dead Zone. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was again interestingly, we we talked about how the command dice work in Dead Zone, and we wondered about changing it for third edition. But I think the command dice is so integral to Dead Zone from second edition that we thought well, actually we don't. It, it's a mechanic that yes you could tinker with but i don't think we really wanted to change it because it people are so used to it it makes the game so different as well like you can have these extra orders on the fly so the only, the only thing we did obviously do is that that re-roll which was such a simple thing but it always it just means that it, it's simple dice, but it's a game changer <laughs> yeah yeah it's so amazing yeah it just means nothing's ever wasted mm-hmm. so um you know we did look at the command dice for the dead zone command dice for firefight but in the end we actually looked to Vanguard, uh, which we've got the power dice. And the way they work, just in case you don't know, you've got different colours of dice. So in Vanguard, it's red, blue, and white. Uh, so red is the weakest, so the maximum you can get there is like two. White is slightly stronger, so you can still get two, but then blue is really strong. So you're sort of guaranteed at least one, but could get three. So actually we looked at that way, and, and that you would your kind of leaders your commanders would generate this pool of dice that you then roll and that generates how many sort of orders you can then issue uh when you're playing and orders are really interesting because you've got well they do two things really they add a lot of flavor to the faction because you've got um some orders that are generic so like you'll have the vehement will have their set orders you know and um the G- they'll be different to the GCPS's orders, that sort of thing. Um, so actually, it, it brings a lot of flavour into helping to each faction to feel different. Um, so then you've got the faction orders like that. Then you've also got kind of command order command orders as well. I think it is. Um, and the difference with those is that they're triggered by your commanders, your leader models, basically. Mm. So it gives you a reason to kind of put them into battle. And, and typically what they will do is some of them will be instant effects. So they'll instantly affect kind of a unit and others will be auras. So that's a really interesting mechanic as well. So they'll have an aura where like a bubble of units around them will benefit from some kind of be- you know, bonus. So it might be they get weight of fire or, or frenzy or something like that. Nice. So that's really interesting because it just gives you something tactically, something else to think about. So you're not just kind of moving forward and shooting. You're like, okay, well, actually, I can use my orders to, to trigger these special events. 
Um, and in playtesting, that's that's been you know, really really fun because it just constantly means you're on your toes, and also makes the gameplay very dynamic as well because you can respond to what your enemies doing, your enemy, your opponents doing, uh, and change up what you need to do. Absolutely, and and like those those command dice, like you're saying in Dead Zone, were. Like I, I 100% agree. Like they were so instrumental in making Second Edition really stand out from from the competition, as well as making each each faction really unique and and uh, even even each leader really kind of uh, you're you're always kind of weighing the utility versus the uh, combat combat uh, effectiveness of each leader and and. Their their special army ability is always so integral to that that calculation. Yeah, um, I think one one interesting thing is to think that it it's sort of interesting because you build. So I know when Andy and the RC are building these leader abilities, and they sort of build in these kind of you know combos and stuff like that. So like the take the artificers for example, which we did last year. You know that that kind of the idea for that is to promote the fact that you'll take brokers and artificers in your squad. To give them a benefit if you get a splat. The problem is, is that some you you could go an entire game without rolling a single splat. <laughs> True. Right. Yeah. So I think what we what always the intention was in Firefight is we we never wanted that to happen. You know, we always want you to mm. feel like you're playing that faction. So we, if you're playing Veermin, we want you to feel like you've got the options to do their orders and and feel like you're a Veermin player. We don't want you to be waiting each turn for, oh my god, you know, I really want this splat to turn up this time. So it's interesting actually. It's kind of, I, again, I I, lo- I love the way it works in, in Dead Zone, but you know, just to absolutely guarantee, I think actually having the way it works in Firefight is really interesting and and, and kind of works very nicely. Mm-hmm. That's going to be awesome to see. Hey, it's Community Pat, and you're listening to Dead Zone the Podcast 2.0 with Rick and Brian. Rick and Brian, what happened to the other two yahoos? Why are you wasting my time with these guys? I don't even know who these guys are. Dead Zone 2.0, this is stupid. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of, of like more of the, the playing of the game, like uh, how many uh, scenarios are we going to kind of have in Firefight? Oh, you, you've, you've put me on the spot there, Brian. I think <laughs> it's at least... 12 okay uh, let me think i think it's 12 it may be more uh, <laughs> but i think what's what's been good is that we've split them up into sort of um competitive scenarios which ones you know which we'll probably see at tournaments and that sort of thing mm. and then more of sort of the narrative uh, you know one you know one player is sort of a bit weaker uh, and won't necessarily do as well um, so in fact, let, while, we're, while we're on, I'll, I'll check actually because I've got the, I've got the. I, sadly, I haven't got the the actual book in front of me. Oh, that's right. I have got the PDF. That, that's that's exciting though. Like that was that was one thing because um, we've I uh, ran a, a the Vanguard tournament at Adepticon uh, the year that it came out, and that was there was a bit of a challenge um, kind of finding those missions because Vanguard is is I would say more narrative driven. Like it's 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 a really great campaign-based game. Um, yeah. But it does, like, in the tournament scene, there is only, like, a handful of, of scenarios that really kind of fit a very balanced 
uh, encounter. And so that's it's exciting to hear that with Firefight, we're going to have a nice selection of both. Because Rick and I, Rick and I are always going on about how like asymmetric play, as we call it, you know, where one person like an attacker and defender kind of yeah. relationship that can really change that dynamic and and gives gives a really cool flavor to to the encounters themselves. It's actually sixteen. Yeah. It's actually sixteen missions, eight oh, of wow. each. I, I was going to say sixteen. I was going to say sixteen to begin with. Now I suddenly started to doubt myself. I was like, oh, got it. Well, we, you we you could have stuck with. You could have stuck with twelve, and then it's like, hey, you know, Rob, there, there's even more. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, yeah, so there's eight of each, and yeah, like you say, that they, you know, that they are sort of, they'll be great for, you know, although we haven't got campaign rules at the minute, I think definitely that's something we'll be looking at doing in the future, and then you've mm. kind of got the narrative ones ready for that. So um, yeah, some really cool ones, like um, like one of the narrative ones, for example, is a mission called Hearts and Minds, where you're sort of going around knocking on the buildings to try and get the people kind of uh to convince them to join your side or obviously in the case of the plague you're probably trying to eat them uh, but that's <laughs> that a really sounds awesome mission because it's totally different it's like you, the focus isn't necessarily on taking out your opponents it's kind of going around to these houses knocking on the door and saying uh, have you heard about your lord and savior the plague lord <laughs> <laughs> speaking of buildings how how do they kind of come into the play are they just scenery or or is there some interactivity to them no, so buildings are quite an important, you know, obviously we've we've got a lot of um, sci-fi scenery, so it makes sense really to, to make the most of it. Um, and yeah, they, they do work obviously as cover, but you can also enter buildings as well. Um, mm. So you can go into buildings and then what you do is you can decide, okay, well, this is quite a big building. So it has zone one, zone two, and you can actually move through and go onto different floors. Um, so yeah, they are integral. And then you obviously get bonuses for being inside buildings um, you can go on top of buildings as well. So, um, yeah, they're not just there to look pretty. They are actually tactically kind of part of the game as well. Very cool. So it's just, it, it's one of those, it's not quite the third player, but it's definitely more involved than a lot of games run their scenery. Yeah, I, I say, it's, yeah, I mean, exactly. Sort of interestingly, that third player thing is interesting for something like Dead Zone, where I think it definitely is, you know, because cover is such an yeah. integral part of the game um but yeah the dead zone sorry the scenery is almost as important as another faction because how you set that up will depend upon how the game plays so um yeah i think um in this one it's it's not quite as quite the same but they still definitely you know they have an important role to play and you know sure. kind of get getting in their buildings is going to be key if you want to survive sometimes <laughs> So, what would you say, Rob, is your favorite, either either unit or component of firefight? Oh. <laughs> Big <laughs> questions here. That's uh, yeah, this uh, that's a tough one. I think, oh, I think for me, what what I really really like is, you know, we've talked about it a bit, is these kind of faction orders and the or mm. the orders, the command dice because that really does give it a very different feel you know what i what i hate in some games you know and i've heard this before is that you know you've almost lost the game at the army list building stage because it's sort of like rock paper scissors well rock paper laser gun so uh laser gun beats most of those (laughs) yeah you, you you get to the table 
and there was one situation where I heard where the opponent literally looked at said, oh, I can have a look at your list. And uh, he went, OK, they rolled for the first turn. The the guy kind of won the uh, won the first turn. And this other lad went, OK, uh, well, you're going to win. So literally shook his hand. They hadn't rolled a dice, a single dice apart. From, well, they rolled the dice for the first turn mm-hmm. and that was it. And because he knew, OK, that's going to beat that. That's going to destroy that. You're going to come around here and, and do that. Yeah. And I think that's a real shame. You know, I, I don't, you know, the whole point of these games is you like that social interaction. You like that interaction of, of playing with someone else and seeing how they will respond. So, uh, you know, that's definitely what we didn't want to happen in, in Firefight. You know, we don't want people to look at a list and go, oh, God, you've, you've brought all these marauders. Well, that's it. Let's, let's shake on it. So I think uh, the command dice really help that because mm-hmm. they add that level of unpredictability that you that you can't yeah you can't you can't account for basically and and mantic games have always been really really nice about we call like rubber band mechanics like so uh i was i was actually playing a game of dead zone against my neighbor uh, a couple days ago and and that the first round uh i was i was on the back ropes gcps versus marauders uh, and I was I was losing guys pretty quick and a, and a lot of big guys, um, but then I was able to uh, kind of bounce back and and it remained a really close match and I, I ultimately won. It was his second game of Dead Zone, so I'm, I'm not sure how proud I am about that. No. <laughs> but no, uh, we we had an absolute great time and it was because it was so close. Yeah, there's, I, there's nothing worse I think than kind of you get everything set up you you know you start to play and pretty quickly it kind of descends into a complete trouncing and you're a bit like there's nothing it's very disheartening to be on the receiving end of that so i think that's something we do try and avoid you know that there is that kind of yeah and admittedly when it comes to like something like king to war a better player typically will always win because they know about the flanks they know a bit and that can seem it's not a gotcha moment, but you're like, okay, I didn't realise I had that flank exposed or whatever. So I think that's what we didn't want to happen in Firefight. You know, we want these orders to be able to be used and that sort of stuff. Um, so I definitely think there is a kind of, yeah, you kind of come on and you, yes, you will learn the game and you probably will get beaten, but all the games that I've played in PlaySystem were always pretty close. Um, and it never felt like I was at a loss of what to do. There was, I always had some options. And I think it helps with, the alternating activations mm. so because that's that can sometimes be really just depressing <laughs> in in kings of war when you're kind of sitting there on the other side of the table and just watching just waiting. Yeah, yeah watching like nerve yep. check after nerve check after nerve check go the other way and you're like oh geez um <laughs> so i i do like alternating activations because it does it it always feels like you're in the game i guess even if things are going badly you still feel like okay well I, i've only got to wait a minute and then i'm you back into it Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you still may lose, but at least you you can kid yourself for those few minutes. <laughs> yeah, and so so speaking of the force, uh, the force lists and everything. So you're doing firefight is doing the same thing that you guys did with Dead Zone, where you're going to have two books, the rule book and then the faction book, correct? Yeah, that's 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 exactly right. Yeah, and the, the reason for that is is because, um, and you you probably saw this with with Dead Zone, is that particularly towards the end of second edition, you ended up with a rule book, which was a, a huge portion of that was totally 
out of date. You know, a lot of it had been FAQ'd and errated. um, And obviously, all the army lists, I mean, GCPS weren't even in there. So um, that was kind of something we decided earlier on, actually, from for Dead Zone was this idea of a forceless book, because then typically that's that's the area that's going to see the most changes because we'll introduce new units. You know, we may even introduce entirely new armies. So rather than sort of, you know, you, you're kind of carrying around your rule book, your forceless book, your supplement, supplement B, you know, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. You know, we, we don't want people to have a workout when they're carrying their bags around with all their books in. Um, so instead, yeah, we thought, OK, we'll go the same route. And then typically it might be every, I don't know, 18 months, something like that or whatever. Uh, we'll we'll release a new forceless book and that will have new armies in and it may even have new scenarios in as well but it's just so you the core rules remain pretty much the same and then it's a forceless book where you'll see the most changes now is firefight I guess okay is firefight going to have easy army Uh, yes from launch it's in testing at the moment yes that's been a great tool for us yeah, it's funny, actually, because that was always one of the most requested things for Dead Zone 2nd Edition. So we always definitely 100% wanted it for 3rd. And then when we came to Firefight, it was the same thing. We we immediately got Greg involved and have been sharing in the lists. Um, you know, actually, from, you know, when the lists were on the, you know, in the playtesting, we just said, this is this is the sort of list you're looking at. You know, how are you going to do the army builder? So, yeah, it will be, if not, Day one, it will be very, very close. The launch, let's call it the launch window, as we like to say in the industry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. Hey, everybody. John Jack here from Dreadball Commercials. You've seen me. You love me. You know you want me. Here you're listening to Dead Zone, the podcast with Rick and Brian. Don't turn that dial, or I'm coming for you. Yeah. Well, with 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 the with that launch window, I know um, one of the things you guys had did for like Dead Zone Third Edition was a whole mess of videos, both both of a viral nature and an instructive nature. And if people haven't told you already, or you haven't heard on the show, it we absolutely awesome. love those videos. Like the the content has been so fantastic. Um, the community has absolutely loved them as well. Well, I've I've got some good news. I, I'm filming more videos in two days for Firefight. Ooh. So uh, they were filmed, awesome. Uh, they were filmed with Andy Burdis from Blackjack Legacy. Hmm. He's got a studio, uh, and you can basically hire that studio. You can hire Andy as sort of like a an independent third party, basically videographer, uh, and you can go up and use his studio for the day. And he will film it. So myself, oh, and, cool. myself and Matt Gilbert are going up uh, on Tuesday, and we will be filming a, a how to play uh, Firefight Second Edition, and then we'll probably have a, a quick game as well. So, yeah, looking <laughs> forward to that. It's um, yeah, and I think again that's <clears throat> an important thing of you know we definitely see Firefight as a recruiter, you know, into the game because it is. Well, I don't know if you've you've seen those new starter forces we've done which is 75 mm-hmm. pounds which yes. is a load of models a vehicle you know that is a really great value way into Absolutely. the game 
there's not many games where you get that sort of stuff for 75 quid. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think we want, yeah, we want to make it as easy as possible for them to get people to get into the game. So yeah, having the video content will be, will be key to that. So yeah, we'll be doing some of those on, on Tuesday. That's perfect. And, and your, your, uh, the fluff Thursdays have also been a really fun, uh, attention getter for, for the community. I know, I know a lot of those new players to dead zone, uh, have been kind of chomping at the bit. It's like, I want to know more about this place. Uh, and so the, the content coming out of that has, has also been pretty great. Yes, that's, yeah. that's Johnny. So Johnny joined uh, the sort of community team uh, earlier this year. So he, he was previously working in the warehouse. Um, and then we, uh, yeah, he's joined the, the community team to do more of that stuff. He, he's also going to be doing more videos as well. So more like Ooh. how to build videos, painting videos, some scenery. He's done a really great scenery project with some of the, the red brick scenery. Okay. That's going yep. to be re-released uh, later this year. So he's doing some cool stuff for that. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for Johnny. He's, uh, you know, uh, a northern lad. So if you <laughs> send him lots of Yorkshire puddings and lots of Yorkshire tea, he'll be more than happy, I'm sure. Right on. Very cool. Well, is there – I think we're, we're probably coming up on time. Uh, but yep. is there anything else, Rob, that you wanted to, to make sure we, we got mentioned on the show or, or even new projects that, that are secret that you want to clue people in on? Um, well, what I want to um, kind of inform people about is we, we sort of announced around Christmas that we'd be doing the Dead Zone online campaign. Um, I think we originally said it'd be March. Obviously, we're in March now, and you, you may have noticed it hasn't started. <laughs> So we're gonna, we thought, well, we, we wanted to really concentrate on getting Firefight up and running. Sure. So we'll be looking at doing that in May now. So keep okay. an eye out for that. Uh, the setting for that will be, well, I think we may have announced it. It doesn't matter. But um, it's um, Magnetar, so Magnetar mm-hmm. City, which is in the rule books. That's the one that gets invaded so by the vehement. So this will be sort of you imagine the different sort of districts of Magnetar. It's, I mean, this is like a, a continent spanning city. City's a bit of a misnomer, really. But um, yeah, so you have like the Harbour District, the sort of entertainment district. I, I am sure Maison Labs will have its own experimental district. Yes. So, um, so yeah, so what it will be is it'll be a case of, okay, well, we're going to uh, unveil these different areas each week and or something like that and then you'll be able to fight in those areas and it, it'll probably be that each one will have its own rules um, I'm sure the nameless will be in the harbour you know it's nice and wet for them there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah so uh, keep an eye out for that that'll be coming in May so well, uh, if, if you guys if you guys need any ideas for say a dreadball themed dead zone uh, <laughs> oh, matchup, yeah, yeah. just let us know. We can hook you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's in the entertainment district. You know, rescue the dreadball. We do player. have a nice mission for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that one. I think Kieran Morris, who uh, did the Kings of War website and has done the Starfall website, he's working on that at the minute. Right. And uh, the stuff he shared at the minute is fantastic. You know, really, I, I, I wonder what it is. It's a, it's a great website as an introduction for new players really because he gets all the faction info on there you know he gets all the how to play videos everything on there so it's a really useful hub yeah for for uh, dead zone yeah so watch out for that (laughs) so that's coming in may that's that's super exciting yeah and the other thing thing i want to mention brian Mm. is i want to congratulate you okay (laughs) 
you've done so well. Now, the bit that me and Rich were talking about without you listening was we had a bet for how long it would be for you to ask when the Rebs were coming to firefight. And you've and lasted. you never asked. You, you sort of hinted at it. I let that slide because you didn't ask outright. I was trying lasted, to be subtle. <laughs> yeah, you've lasted an incredible 45 minutes without since this call was started. So I just want to say, well done, Brian. Well, That's well, very reserved you. of you. I, I uh, knew I knew the question. Yes. I knew the question was implied well, <laughs> in, I, in coming I let, on the episode. Yes, I let oh, yes I let I let it slide, but you didn't ask outright. So just so well done, because because uh, the thing was we were going to kick you off the podcast if that happened. So Rob, one last question before we head out. Well, you bet. Don't spoil it now. You did so well. So when when the Rebs take Magnetar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that going to be enough evidence that they should be in firefight? Oh uh, no, they'll just be immediately no. eradicated. <laughs> going to be enough evidence that the Council of Seven has been right this entire time. Yeah. They'll, they'll immediately be stamped out because the, the Council will see. Okay, they're a bigger threat than we thought. Let's wipe them out. And uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be removed from Dead Zone as well. I mean, that so. that just sounds like a new starter set to me. A Rebs versus uh, Enforcers or something like that. Well, so, well I, I'll give you a little a, a little tidbit of information, Brian, is that we we often talk about what we would do, how how we would do the reps, you know, as, as hard plastics, mm. because yeah, that's a big tough. part. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you, so we've, we've had a few people ask, you know, our name, you know, where's the nameless list? Where's the reps list? The, the problem you've got is unless you've got the hard plastics for the core troops, you just can't do it because, mm. you know, we, we couldn't do it all in resin. Yes, we've got some PVC, but you'd end up with a lot of static poses. <clears throat> so I don't think it really works. I think until we get... And what we don't want to do is we don't just want to say, oh, well, use the GCPS as the core troops. Uh, you know, I think yeah. we want to give them the, the kind of... They're just desserts, I guess. Um, so yeah. let, let's say... Let's just say it's not not happening. <laughs> Is that right? But, not, but it might not 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 happen. <laughs> it might not not so not. When it, yeah. happens, when it happens, it should be the Rebs versus Maison Lab. Uh, just saying. I think it would just be. Saying. Well, <laughs> be I don't see, yeah, I mean, I don't see. I, I mean, I love Maison Labs because I like the fact that they so you know, they are the so they're so so bad they're good. Do you know what I mean? They're like so ridiculous. <laughs> yep. Uh, I really enjoyed the, the Maison Bulletin. Actually, we should bring that back for Firefight, actually. But, um, Those were right, great. I think it was amazing. They're not in Firefight, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think... Uh, Official. Yeah, so let's say, let's say discussions, you know, are, have happened. But I think, obviously, you know, we the, the main thing is, Brian, to, to guarantee if you can go out and buy thousands of copies of Firefight, <laughs> it's a huge success. Then I'm sure Ronnie will sign the check. <laughs> well, you see, you see, Rob. I don't think I'll need to buy those thousands because okay. I think you I think have we've a... got an exciting game on our hands, and people are gonna want to play it. Yeah, great. Yeah. Just need to you personally, Brian, to put your money where your mouth is, uh, and then we'll do the reps. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's the deal. I have to personally. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be checking your account on the Mantic website and seeing how many people. <laughs> Oh, so much fun. Well, hey, Rob, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today about Firefight. 
Oh, it's my pleasure. It always gets me out of doing the kids' bedtime, so uh, always happy at this time. If any, if I, <laughs> so that's if the any, real reason you wanted this at this time of day. <laughs> yeah. If any, if any other podcast wants to chat to me at eight pm on an evening, then just let me know. Happy to come on and, and avoid bath time and things. Sure. Yes. Thank Perfect. you very much, Rob. Um, we're super excited for Firefight, and Great. we hope to see it soon. Soon. Very soon. All right. Have a nice night, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're trying to decide if we're gonna do this as a two part with our interview with Pat for Defcon or just do it individually. Uh, what's the one with that? What's the one with Pat about? Uh, well, predominantly Adepticon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that'll be tonight, actually. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. recording both today. <laughs> oh, wow. But I, I think, realistically, with how long we ended up talking about Firefight, I think it'd be great to just do them individually. Yeah, yeah we, we can keep them. Uh, yeah, I'd say probably. Yeah, because they're quite, they're very different subjects, aren't they, I suppose? As the band, yeah. The Offspring, have, have so eloquently put it, we should keep them separated. Oh, my God. <laughs>